in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, Put them together for Tuesday on B&E. Windy. Just looking out the window, the wind is uh, howling pretty good this morning. Temperatures are in the 60s, but it'll feel cooler than that because of a gusty wind. Not a good golf day today. Not a good golf day. today. And uh, I'm looking at the forecast. I'm going to have to see if this is going to impact the uh, game in College Station tonight because the Longhorns have a big win at Bluebell Park. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be in the low 70s, but... But there is a chance for some severe weather this evening. I don't know how late that's going to be, but it, and it looks like it's Just when more, I'm ready to start to try to sleep. And it looks like it's going to be more east, which is where College Station resides. Yes. Uh, you know, 100 miles to the east. Uh, let me look at the forecast. No, looks good. Looks good for tonight at uh, Olsen. Was it Olsen Field at Bluebell Park? Bluebell Park at Olsen Field, whatever they call that place now. Aggies and Longhorns tonight getting together, 6 o'clock. Part of a busy day here on the Horn, the Rodney Terry Introductory News Conference coming your way at 11 a.m. live, and then baseball with a couple of teams heading in opposite directions. Horns have won 14 straight. Aggies have lost. They started the conference play one and five, one and five. They got swept by Tennessee this weekend, so be interesting to see. And I, I think it's a it's an LBJ game tonight for the Longhorns. I don't know that for official. Uh, LeBaron Johnson Jr. He played. He pitched on Saturday as part of the sweep of Texas Tech, so I think he could probably go tonight. It'll be a heavy bullpen game for both teams, anyhow. But uh, always good to see the burnt orange and the maroon. For sure. I think Jimbo will show up down there. Probably little, not. Little Jimbo Fisher up in the house. He's Come on, busy. Man. He's out behind the buses, making sure everybody's. Yeah, but who's calling plays? Or he's here, got a guy. Here, Petrino. Gonna... Petrino's calling the plays. You sure? Yeah. Is that gonna go better this year? For them? <laughs> yeah. No. You don't think so? No. And they lose like twenty guys to the transfer portal. Like They're losing more than that. The portal, yeah, they right? have way more. They're more than twenty guys, I believe. More than twenty. God, that ain't good. That ain't good. But uh, yeah, that'll be fun tonight. That's uh, um, Aggies and Horns. Let's get the headlines of trending topics to launch your Tuesday morning. Top Gun Equipment Rentals, bring them to you. And, yeah, it'll be a news conference at 11 a.m. today. College basketball was the headline yesterday. Rodney Terry, no longer an interim head coach. He, uh, of course, led the Longhorns to the Big 12 tournament title, their first trip to the Elite Eight in 15 years, nearly the Final Four. He has been named the program's permanent head coach to celebrate his 55th birthday yesterday. He agreed to a new five-year contract. And I'll have that press conference for you this morning. Also from college basketball, women's Final Four is set. Top-ranked South Carolina and top-seeded Virginia Tech both posted Elite Eight wins last night. Gamecocks rolled past Maryland. They won 42 straight as they head to Dallas for the Final Four this weekend. They're going to face Iowa in the national semifinal. Hokies clinched a trip, their first ever, to the Final Four with a 10-point win over Ohio State. They'll meet LSU on Friday. Men's Final Four set for Houston as well. You know that. San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, 5:09 on Saturday. And then the game will be followed by UConn facing Miami baseball. Longhorns, as we say, playing tonight at College Station. They're ranked for the first time when they hit the field tonight. Come in at number 21 in this week's D1 Baseball Top 25 rankings. Aggies just fell out of the rankings this week after being swept by Tennessee. NBA last night, 
Mavericks snap a four-game losing skid with a beatdown of Indiana. Rockets, Houston got beat down in New York by the Knicks last night. Busy news day in the NFL. The owners' meetings open in Phoenix. And 10 o'clock yesterday morning, as the head coach John Harbaugh was meeting the media, Lamar Jackson sent a tweet from his Twitter account that uh, essentially saying goodbye to Baltimore fans and revealed that he requested a trade from the team back in early March. Also in Phoenix, reports that the Jets and Packers are trying to finalize that trade that would send Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Hold up at this point is compensation for the 39-year-old four-time MVP. Jets are holding firm on not giving up their first-round pick this year, which is number 13 overall. They are willing to surrender a pair of second-round picks and potentially a future performance-based first-round pick. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Tree limbs are on the ground and steel chainsaws are on our shelves. So come get them and any other equipment to help with storm cleanup at Top Gun. Topgun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Okay, so there is uh, a little headline headline news. Uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers speaking of the days of our Diva quarterback lives. Apparently he's been apparently not returning any phone calls. Any or he phone. didn't to the Packers when they were trying to reach out to him. When he yeah. says nobody wanted to talk to him. They knew he was going into hiding in his cave or whatever. Yeah, Brian, but Aaron Rodgers has talked about retirement ever since uh, Jordan Love became a Green Bay Packer. Every year there's been a, a talk about, I'm going to retire, I'm going to retire. But it doesn't happen. He's, I mean, he, this guy's not looking forward to retirement. I got to believe for the Jets, he will talk about it, but he's not. He's still, if he gets to the Jets, he, he won't be ready to retire in one year. He's got to have that, that drama running through his blood. You, you never know. know. He, does that, he does this every year, though. Yeah, well, he said he was 90% towards retirement before he went into the cave. But like I said, he's done it since Jordan Love got to Green Bay. He well, said he's going to retire. Right, which is why the Jets are unwilling to give up that 13th pick. Right. We're not On a one-year guy? Yeah, I mean, that's a too valuable of a pick for a guy that might. But if Well, they the, need to understand he's going to talk about it again. Yeah, well, well, look, who knows? A fresh relationship, fresh start back in the Jets. Brian Gutekunst, though, the general manager of the Packers, he wouldn't return any calls, which, come on, man, be a pro. I mean, if your general manager trying to get a hold of you, call him back. Sure, but I'm Aaron Rodgers. I don't have to do that. No, I got to go, hit the cave, dude. Just call back your hit him back with a text, something. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's childish um, to not. It says, "Hey, TCU is a Power Five school. Has been on the map as a decent football school. Don't think you can say that. Don't think they count as you say they do. I'm talking about a team that surprised everybody to play for a national championship. We're seeing that in college basketball. I mean, every team there is a surprise outside of maybe UConn um, that, that has a chance to win." The, Look, I mean, either San Diego State or Florida Atlantic is going to play for a national championship next Monday night. One mm-hmm. of those two teams. No one would have picked that. And I'm just saying, is that a, a, a an outlier of a year, just a really weird year in college basketball? Or is it an indication of where it's going, where the depth is being spread across a wider uh, array of, of teams because of the transfer portal and because of these extra seasons and COVID years and those kind of things? And could we see similar in college football? Probably not. I mean, someone's got to beat Georgia and all their five stars. But yeah, I mean, the the rich in college football will get richer as as the players get richer. But I also think the it it, it helps the other the teams below that get better, which you know you can have a magical season. And I know it seems unlikely, but this Final Four would seem unlikely uh, at the start of the college basketball season. Uh, I think it's it's uh, more likely to happen in basketball. Yeah, because there's fewer players. Right. It doesn't take as many good players to be good. You got to have great players and survive a lot of positions. Game season. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't mean it can't happen. And I think TCU is a decent example. They were picked to finish seventh in the Big 12 Conference, got to the championship game, played in the Final Four. Yes, they were very fortunate, but, you know, 
lucky things happened uh, for teams that make runs. Now they got smoked in the championship game. We know that. Yeah, I mean Kansas State was picked to be last in our in the in the Big Twelve conference in basketball. That's right. That's right. So it's. Uh, I do think the transfer portal benefits because, again, the, this was bucking against the conventional thought that, well, the Blue Bloods are just going to mop up through this portal thing. Well, kind of everybody is. Um, everyone's adding depth and adding pieces and able to jump into it, whether you like it I or not. I think it's giving guys more opportunity sure. to get to those Blue Bloods from a Wake Forest or somebody that's not a, a Blue Blood when it comes to football. But we, but you also see it where you know a player like Isaiah Nayer, right, uh, Wyoming. Right. Balls out of Wyoming. Well, now he's playing at Texas. And uh, you can you can pick those kind of players too. It's going to help. I think it helps everybody get uh, build more depth. What it hurts is the smaller schools, right? I mean, it because they develop a player and he jumps to that next level. Hey, let's dive into uh, a conversation. Let's get to Jerry Hamilton on the uh, the text line here because on the specs uh, specs text line the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. Jerry with Inside Texas, uh, doing great again, doing great work over there. Also. Because keep in mind, there was a busy weekend. The Longhorns were playing in the in the sweet in the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight in college basketball. Now Rodney Terry has been hired, but simultaneously over at the football office, Steve Sarkeesian was uh, leading the Longhorns through spring practice. They had their coaches' clinic last week with Kyle Shanahan in town. Uh, they also had a big Junior Day and barbecue. The biggest name to keep an eye on in that Junior Day, Buck. You know, last year it was all about Arch Manning because the Longhorns land Arch Manning, the Duncanville defensive end, the edge rusher Colin Simmons. Colin Simmons, to me, it's the most important position for the Longhorns. They're, they're, they look pretty good at quarterback for now and the future. Doesn't mean you stop recruiting quarterbacks, but you know, edge rusher and Colin Simmons is one of the best in the country. We saw him dominate the state championship mm-hmm. game as a as a junior. He's going to play his senior year at Duncanville. That's a guy to watch. And he was here this weekend and actually stayed the longest of any of the juniors. So that's the one that the Longhorns are putting a full court press on. With that in mind, let's go to Jerry Hamilton inside Texas. On three sports. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Good, man. Yeah, Colin Simmons. Safe to say that's the. Uh, I mean, if, if Arch Manning was the, the 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 focus of recruiting last year, is Colin Simmons going to take that role this year for the Longhorns as one of the top uh, defensive players in the country? No question. I mean, if you look at Texas, uh, how how they've recruited, how well they've recruited uh, a lot of positions. Um, I think they're building quality depth at the edge with some young kids. That are, you know, Jamon Tapp, some of Ethan Burke, Vosick, some of those young kids, and, and they'll come on. Obviously, Baron Sorrell's returning this year, but the younger kids are going to be in the program longer. There is a need for a dynamic difference maker, edge rusher, the guy that Alabama, Georgia, um, LSU all covet, and that is Colin Simmons. And you don't get a lot of those guys in your home state at one of the powerhouse high schools in an area where you have really dominated recruiting. Um, I know some people don't like it when I throw out must-get recruits, but I do believe they're must-get recruits. Um, and uh, Colin Simmons fits that mold for Texas because he'd be something they don't currently have, nothing against the talent and the, uh, the depth they're building there. But Colin Simmons is a different-level prospect coming out of high school. Uh, so, yeah, he's a must-get recruit. Uh, you know, he'll go visit some of those Pac-12 schools. He'll go to Arizona State because Rashad Samples is there, right? Reginald Samples is the coach at Duncanville. But this kid's signing in the SEC. Um, every time I've talked to him, every time I've been to Duncanville, it's always been he's going to end up in the SEC. And Texas is going to be right there fighting it out with LSU, Georgia, Alabama, A&M, Florida. Uh, but like you said, he was on campus uh, longer than anybody else this weekend with his mother. 
um, and a sibling, and so that that was a very good uh, very good visit for Texas. Yeah, and, and part of the junior day. Before we talk Rodney Terry, what was uh, any, any news gleaned from the the coaches' clinic? Uh, Jamal Fenner kind of running that with the uh, the high school relations, you know, his first year in that role and his first season, and then the, uh, the the coaches' clinic rolls right into a big junior weekend for Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I thought the junior day was interesting. Uh, Makai Saina, an interior offensive line prospect out of Arlington Martin, was the only 24 kid that was 2024 prospect that was offered, and he was a kid that Sark and Kyle Flood have really turned the heat up on. And he's uh, going to officially visit June 23rd to 25th. Well, now he's the fifth offensive lineman that's scheduled that June 23rd through 25th official visit date with Daniel Cruz, who was back on campus, who is the top offensive line target. Then Daniel Calhoun, big tackle out of Georgia, big tackle, Nair Daniels out of New Jersey, then Ori Williams, the uh, big-time uh, upside talent at San Marcos High. So you pr- we have a pretty clear target, uh, pretty, pretty clear idea of who the five offensive line targets are in this class right now. Those five guys have those official visits scheduled uh, for June 23rd through 25th. Then it was about the de- defensive line guys that were on, you know, on campus. Yeah, Colin Simmons at Edge is a difference maker, but Texas needs size. They want to add size on the interior defensive line. Uh, Terrence Hibbler out of Mississippi was on campus. He's going to come back for an official visit in June. He was there with both parents, uh, and, and I've heard that visit went well for Texas, meaning they get an official visit and they can battle it out with LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss uh, for one of the top prospects in Mississippi, 6'3", 300-pound physical defensive tackle with good feet and initial quickness. Alex January from Duncanville is back on campus. His father played at Texas. His father has season tickets. Alex has been to, I don't know, 50 Texas games or more in his, in, in his uh, young uh, teen life. Um, and I think things are going well with Alex January as well. Um, then there was TJ Lindsay out of Arkansas. Defensive line was on campus. I think he'll come back for an official visit. I think that's a little longer shot than Terrence Hibbler right now, but he's a big athlete, a basketball kid transitioning to football. So they have a, the right guys on campus the January 21st weekend and then this March uh, 25th weekend. Now it's going to be who schedules those June official visits at defensive back, at linebacker, at defensive line. That's going to tell us where that target board is and how it's changed since January ahead of the April 15th spring evaluation period, which runs through May 31st. And that is key because that's right before the June official visit date. So this Texas staff, after the spring game, two days after spring game, they will be on the road evaluating all these 2024 and 2025 guys. So that board can change a little bit in 2024 heading into June visits as they evaluate these kids in pads this spring. No, Jared, the head coach still has to stay on campus. Is that right? Or will he be out also? Yeah. He's still in. He's still I, I on campus. He's on campus. Okay. Uh, the activities yeah. the, this weekend on campus for players that the juniors that saw was there a scrimmage part of that or just uh, drills? Yeah, and no, yeah. There was scrimmage. No, I, absolutely, Buck. Yeah, Saturday the Saturday scrimmage, right? And, and, and by the way, I was told that scr- I, I was told the Texas staff was extremely happy with that scrimmage Saturday. I I think there's some uh, they're liking what they're seeing at a lot of positions, a lot of young kids, the offensive line growing up. Some of those young linebackers, Anthony Hill, Leona LaFowle, um, the wide receivers uh, room is so much more talented now. And Early physical run game. Running on. The physical run game. Look, I think watch out for Savion Red and that move the running back. I think he's I think he's uh, he's got the feet to play it. 
Uh, but I think he's showing a little power or contact balance in between the tackles, so watch out for Savion Red going along with Cedric Baxter and Jonathan Brooks, who still is kind of being held out. Uh, and But I think here Texas is very excited about how that scrimmage went Saturday and all those prospects were there to watch it. Of course, spring game coming up, orange-white scrimmage, the final uh, of spring practice on April the 15th, a couple weeks out now. Hey, uh, Jerry Hamilton with Inside Texas on three sports. Obviously, the lead story is uh, – is Rodney Terry getting this job? You were, you're, as you just laid out, you're tremendous in, in recruiting for football, but also basketball. And people have asked about Rodney Terry getting this job on a full time basis and how does he recruit. Should be said that he recruited some of the best players Rick Barnes ever had. And he also was the lead recruiter on the five stars, Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson, who have committed to Texas. So safe to say Rodney knows how to connect with, uh, with high school talent. Yeah, I actually talked to an assistant coach uh, that I'm friends with, not at Texas, um, uh, uh, yesterday, and they said, uh, "I be fearful of Rodney Terry on the recruiting trail. That's what they said. I mean, Rodney's got so many years um, and so many connections, right? I mean, he was the heavy lifter for Chris Beard's staff in recruiting. Like you said, A.J. Johnson, Ron Holland, and it's more than high school. It's guys in the portal coached against Zabari Rice, right, at, at UTEP. Um, knew Timmy Allen very well from recruiting uh, him and his brother while at Fresno State and then, uh, you know, even now at UTEP. So those are longstanding connections. Like the connection with A.J. Johnson, um, Rodney Terry was at Fresno State when Jalen Green was coming out of Fresno and A.J. Johnson was up there working out uh, with Mike Hill, who's the trainer for both those guys. I mean, Rodney's got tons of connections. They run deeper than Texas. There are a lot on that West Coast. Um, you'll see Texas in on some, a lot of California kids as well as the Texas kids, uh, but it's also the portal. I mean, you know, when you have longstanding connections, you have multiple systems with a lot of years of experience, then that means you have a lot of connections where you need them in the portal. Because, look, Ron Holland, A.J. Johnson, their future NBA draft picks, Ron Holland's tearing it up at McDonald's this week. And I expect A.J. Johnson to do the same at the Iverson uh, Classic coming up. Those guys are going to be – they should be first-round picks. I think A.J. Johnson going to be a big-time, big-time in pro one day. But it's portal recruiting right now, number one and number two for Texas. I mean, you're going to have a lot of spots to fill off this team this year. Still don't know how many. But this staff, you know, I think a lot of – I think the staff will remain intact. These guys – Bob Donawal, Chris Ogden, uh, Brandon Chappelle, they've already got a plan. Uh, they've already begun work on the portal recruiting. Um, and then they we're right ahead of this live evaluation period for the uh, 24 high school class. And I can tell Texas fans this. Look, Rodney Terry has Texas in position with the number one player in the country in 2024, Trey Johnson out of Lake Islands. Wow. And he will yeah. have a decision to make. Do you go to college or do you go to the G League? I, I, I hear it, it could go back and forth, but they lean the college a little bit because he has such NIL value. Uh, but Rodney Terry's going to, they're going to recruit really well, really well. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think it always comes down to how, how do you build your roster? And roster building's harder nowadays because of the portal, making all those pieces fit. You don't just want one year portal guys, you want some of those guys to be around two years. So make, putting that roster together, fitting that thing together, I think is a challenge in college basketball now. And I think that this Texas staff did a really good job of it um, and it's you saw the results of that this year and so if, if they build this roster out I think they're gonna I think they're gonna click pretty quickly you know I I, I watched here I watched the McDonald's uh all-american that I watched the scrimmage and that was just ridiculous their scrimmage <laughs> I mean my goodness yeah. yeah yeah no doubt I mean there's talent talent there's big time talent on hand Ron Holland is you know Ron wow Holland is taking a massive step from junior to senior year you know, he was a kid as a junior. He's a younger kid. He's, he's a young senior. He was a little immature at times, man. I'm not, I'm not knocking him. He's a young kid. 
he was a mature player this year. He had a different focus on his day-to-day work, mm-hmm. and you're starting to really see what he can become. And what he can become is a really good first-round draft pick one day. Wow. Ron Holland out of uh, Duncanville, correct? And uh, rolling in? Yes. Uh, uh, Colin Simmons out of Duncanville. They're producing some talent there in South Dallas. A.J. Johnson. Well, hey, 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 let's, uh, let's, talk, let's talk about that. That's a great point. I should have brought that up. Because, you, you know, Buck, you guys know this. These kids grow up playing as much basketball uh, as football, probably more basketball to young age. Sure. So Texas has DFW rolling right now. You know, it goes beyond, like, you know, Colin Simmons is friends with Ron Holland. Yep. They know they all grew up with John Tay Cook and Malik Muhammad, Warren Roberson, who signed late. That was big help in Texas with Malik Muhammad and John Tay Cook. These kids grow up together, and they play youth basketball way before they play youth, youth football. I mean, Ron Holland was on an, a youth basketball team with John Tay Cook and Malik Muhammad. So these kids grew up together. Texas, what they're doing in DFW, it's more than just football. It's football and basketball right now, and that is the hotbed for basketball in the state of Texas. I mean, DFW is dominant. And Duncanville is a young sophomore, 6'3 guard that Texas has offered. He was going to come down with Colin Simmons last weekend if Texas had lost in the NCAA tournament. Uh, so that just tells you there's a good vibe with Texas and DFW along I-20 right now, and that is vitally important in recruiting. And Rodney Terry can tap into it. Just your thoughts from your extensive coverage of college basketball. And, and you know, obviously, I, I kind of started the show, my opinion, that the Chris Beard you know, mess kind of landed probably as smooth as it could for all parties. You know, Texas ends up with Rodney Terry, who we know he can recruit, as you just laid out, but he also showed he can X and O and lead a team and, you know, run the ship all almost to the Final Four. Chris Beard lands back on his feet when the charges are dropped back in Ole Miss, and he's got a new opportunity. And, and now Texas has a, has a new vision and a new leader at the top. What are your overall thoughts on Rodney in charge of this program now? I think he's going to bring a fun brand of basketball. They're going to play fast. Um, I, I think, you know, if I had a vision for what they kind of want to be, look no further than the team they lost to, Miami. I, I, I think athleticism at guard – uh, but you got to be able to shoot it enough. you got to be able to shoot 36 37 38% from three. Um, but they, they, it's going to be a fast-paced basketball, more three-guard lineups, 84-guard lineups. They're really going to want to spread that floor, create that spacing. you got to have rim protection. you got to rebound the basketball. But I think they have a great vision for where the game is headed. Um, this staff, I mean, Bob Donald has a lot of NBA experience and overseas coaching experience. I think they have a really good vision for where the game's going. And if you're thinking about what could Texas look like under Rodney Terry, look at the team that put up 80, 88 points on them. Um, and, and that's really what I think you're going to see Texas build towards in the future. Uh, Jerry, how about uh, Dylan DeSue? What are your thoughts about Dylan? I mean, he's either going to end up coming back here or he, you know, he's going to, he, obviously everybody wants to play pro basketball, but maybe he doesn't. He may just want to go th- go on with life. I mean, or does he does he come back? What do you think? I mean, if he if he wants to play yeah. NBA, he's got to come back, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I just you know, look, I think Dylan's a really talented kid. He's he struggled staying healthy. I I, I think the NBA is a, a, kind of a reach for him. Sure. Um, I just think athletically, mobility wise, he could make a great living in the G League or overseas though, and maybe work his way into a roster spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's a draft guy. Uh, I think for, with with NIL, I think it b- would benefit him to come back. I mean, I you know, it's come back and be a fifteen point and seven rebound type of guy. Keep uh, working on your offense next year. Yeah, keep keep building that out. Um, but again, here's the tough the, the tough decision for Dylan is the health issues, right? He's had a tough time staying healthy. Uh, he had major knee surgery, so 
it kind of, kind of gets down to what you said, Buck. I mean, do you want to just move? Is it time to move on and, and try to get this thing a run professionally and not take another injury risk in college mm-hmm. basketball? We'll see. I think before the tournament, it was over 50-50 that he was coming back. We'll see where it is in about a week. Uh, we kind of the roster management. Jerry Hamilton is with us. Uh, is interesting and fair to say, Arterio Morris and uh, and Dylan Mitchell are building block pieces that can you know year one to year two can. I mean, Morris is an athletic freak and he could impact both ends at a high level. Talking about athletic perimeter players, and then Dylan Mitchell needs to evolve that offensive game, and he also can be a big factor in year two. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see who comes back. I don't think it's a lock either one of those guys come back. I, I don't think it's a lock that both go. Um, I think, look, people just will look at Dylan Mitchell's numbers and say, hey, Andy, he can't go pro. Well, he can go play in the G League now. And, and he's a he has he has that ability because um, there's teams that like him. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And with Arterio, you know, I know that was up and down this year, you know, because of the minutes played. He, he came Both those guys came into a very experienced team, uh, a team that, that had a great DNA and a great culture and a great winning mindset. And those kids had to be a take a back seat a little bit, especially offensively, right? They had to sacrifice. Um, and I know Ontario struggled with that more than Dylan Mitchell did. And, you know, the tough thing for these kids to me is they got to block out the noise. Uh, you got to block out the noise, and, and you got to really uh, sit your butt down, bend your knees, and, and, and learn to guard and, and, and develop in the offseason, develop your game. Ontario Morris should play in the NBA one day. He's not there right now. Uh, so these kids have to be able to block out the noise and really, really get down to how do I develop to be the best player? I could be for Dylan Mitchell. That could be in the G League where he gets to play basketball every day, all day, work with that development. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because you know, I mean, that's the decision. I mean, one of them is you got to come back here and play school. The other one is you can go make money and play against the best players. I mean, as a, as a job, you know, that's and the G League is a lot yeah. more robust and developmental than yeah. than it's ever been. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. And, I mean, and look, it's and it's going to continue to be that way because when the next CBA comes up, I think they're going to wipe out the age restrictions. I think kids are going to be able to go out of high school. They won't be on NBA rosters, but they'll be in the G League. Sure. I think the setup is better now. Um, and I love that for college basketball, actually. Um, but that's just where it's, you know, I think that's why we're not going to see great, truly great teams in college basketball anymore because if you look at Scoot Henderson, the kid who's going to go number two in the NBA draft, that guy doesn't go to college anymore. You could have put him on eight different teams, and they instantly become the favorite to win the national championship. He's not there. So I think that's what's going to make college basketball great in the future uh, is it's going to be parity. It's going to be due to pull. It's going to be due to uh, these kids being able to go pro to the G League, the kind of the triple A. Um, but then it's going to come down to just building those rosters, playing that uh, floor spacing game, and really be able to shoot the ball, drive the ball, and protect the rim. A little bit more like college baseball. Uh, that way, that uh, they'll be off to the minor leagues, and uh, the top end talent will be, you know, professionals. But interesting. Hey, Jerry, thanks for the conversation. Great stuff on uh, football, and of course, Rodney Terry. News conference eleven o'clock today. We'll get to hear his vision and his mind uh, now that he knows he's the full time coach moving forward. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. You got it, guys. Thanks, Jerry Hamilton. Uh, always great stuff on three sports inside Texas. Bringing it. Yeah, interesting. Good decisions to make, and that's where your roster would it look like one year. And that's interesting with Arterio Morris to me. He's the type of player that man he, he he can make a choice, but you know you could hear you could hear Jerry knowing he was frustrated with his minutes this year. Well, you're playing by Jabari Rice, 
Marcus Carr, uh, Timmy Allen. I mean, you're Tyrese Hunter. They're just there's not enough minutes, uh, but there will be this year. Sure, there and will. You're going to get to play both ends, and you can be the running mate in the backcourt with Tyrese Hunter. Absolutely, this year as a very athletic player uh, in in more maybe a three guard lineup. Interesting. We'll come back, pick that up, take your thoughts on it. it. Sounded like good news on the recruiting front for football as well. We'll also get uh, Craig Way's report this hour. Gossip and the Blitz. It's B and E with you. It's Bucky and Aaron. Appreciate Jerry Hamilton. Good stuff on all things Texas. Spring practice, junior weekend. How about that? Like the reports from the scrimmage. Getting physical in the Saturday scrimmage on the football field and uh, really loves the Rodney Terry conversation. Um, I think he dispelled any question, can Rodney Terry recruit? It's probably his strongest element as a, as a coach, and he was the heavy lifter on Chris Beard's staff. One of the reasons Chris Beard was so eager to bring him from the head coaching position at UTEP to be his top assistant here was his ability to connect and recruit and bring top talent, which is what it's all about, my friend. It's key. And then he got to put it on display this year. I mean, the the way that team reacted to him as they made their run through the Big 12 tournament and into the tournament that, uh, you know, know, young players out there got to see Rodney Terry connect with this team, which is, you know, what – a lot of evidence of uh, the type of coach you can I make. like the fact that the Metroplex is filled with good basketball players too, and they know the fo- and which they know the football players they grew up playing together. Now that's an interesting note there with Duncanville with Colin Simmons, the edge rusher, number one recruit, uh, really the top focus for Texas this recruiting cycle. And then uh, yeah, they all know each like other. Ron yeah. Holland, who's already committed to Texas, one of the two five stars. Interesting. Yeah, South Dallas cooking with talent. Uh, all right, so you know we, we told you yesterday was Rodney Terry's fifty fifth birthday. And on his 55th birthday, he signed a contract to be the head coach of Texas for five years. You know whose birthday it is today? A pretty good birthday day. Vince Vaughn has a birthday today. Lady Gaga is 37. Lady Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. What do we go with here? Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. She's how old only? 37. Really? Yeah, 37 years old. That's a good one. But you know, Vince Vaughn, can we play this? Where does this, whenever I think of Vince Vaughn, he's been in some hilarious movies from Swingers, The Legendary Swingers. Uh, old school, of course, he was an anchorman in Dodgeball. But where does this scene for you rank in all-time comedic movie scenes? Can we play this right here? This is uh, Vince Vaughn uh, with, with Owen Wilson here. Was this Luke or Owen Wilson? It's Owen. It's Owen? Okay, let's hear this. John, I need to talk to you. No, not right now. No, no. What's wrong with you? Why you got the weird look all over your face? Claire's mom just made me grab her hooters. Well, snap out of it. What a hot older woman made you. What a hot you feel her cans. Stop crying like a little girl. I wasn't crying like a little girl. Why don't you try getting off under the table in front of the whole damn family and have some real problems? Jackass. What were they like anyway? They look pretty good. Are they real? Are they built for speed or for comfort? What'd you do with them? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? <laughs> you motorboat and son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Where is she? She's still in the house? What is wrong with you? <laughs> what do you mean, what's wrong with What's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? You're projecting. Drop it. You drop it. You stop projecting on me. Why don't you go enjoy yourself while I go ice my balls and spit up blood? <laughs> drop it! Team player. Team player. Oh, that's too good. Too good. Team player. To me, that's one of the funniest oh, my scenes ever in a movie. And Vince Vaughn delivered. And he's had several because Old School's a great one and his his role in, in Swingers was legendary. What's the movie he made with Kate, uh, with Jennifer Aniston, your girl? Remember the breakup? Oh, the break. that was it. Yeah, was that the what it's called? Yeah. There were some great scenes in there, too. I like me some Vince Vaughn. I typically like Vince Vaughn movies. Uh, you, are you a fan? 
Oh, I am. Okay. Well, he's having his 53rd birthday today. 53rd. I think I have to go watch that movie again. What is that, Jane Seymour? Is that That's right. Is we're talking about there? Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. <laughs> That's, we're not watching that anymore. I know. We can't what? get it on this anymore. We lost the channel? Yes, we've lost the channel. I'm watching sports. <laughs> what? what the hell is that? What are we doing that for? I don't know. i got to come in here in the morning and see sports. Come on now. Are you sure we lost that channel? That channel's gone. Uh, we've lost that channel for some odd reason. You yeah, used to watch Dr. Quinn, medicine woman every morning. What channel was that? I don't know. It was like a Hallmark channel up in here. Guys kept getting all pissed when they'd you come in, and the Hallmark sailor. channel would be on. They'd be all mad because <laughs> they're not watching a baseball game from eight weeks ago or something. I think or they're not watching the national night. championship game or something. Why would you watch that? We'll just, you know. are you, have you ever seen that before, 2005? Have you ever seen that game before? I have. I've seen on, the, on these channels there. in here? It's there, yeah. Well, that's when you're on the Longhorn Network, when you're watching the fashion show and then the national championship game. You know. Uh, also, birthday today for uh, Reba McIntyre. And uh, about, what's your other one did I have? I had one other good good birthday from Lady Gaga to uh, Reba. And then, yeah, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn with the birthday. How old is Vince Vaughn? 53. 53. Uh, Salt from Salt and Peppa is 57 today. Salt. Not Peppa. Not Peppa, just salt. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, that's too good. It's also National Something on a Stick Day. So uh, where does that rank for you? Wedding Crap. I'm going to have to go watch that film. I'm trying to remember who played the who played the crazy Bradley Cooper sister. Yeah, well, the Bradley Cooper was his the, character. So oh, yeah. good in that he was. So good in that, um, and you know he was such playing a jerk. rugby. <laughs> oh, it's uh, you're thinking of Sasha Baracone's wife. Yes, the, the redhead. redhead. She's the one that was you know doing whatever under the table. You know, she do ice my you know what's man D's, ice D's. Wow. Yeah, you old sailor. So thank you and happy birthday to Vince Vaughn. I'm gonna watch that film. That makes me laugh. Um, and was he's in, in uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of my best. Dodgeball. Ooh, yes. Skills that kills. Like, well, yeah, he's on the good guy team. Yeah. Well, he, between he and Will Ferrell, I mean, they can throw out the. You old the sailor. Old, you old sailor. Oh, man. This is, that's good. That's good. So we've got that today. We've got Roddy Terry introduced at 11 o'clock today. Top of the hour. We'll reset the headlines and talk to Ty Harrington. Uh, talk about this Texas baseball team. I know on Thursday in this spot at 830, we're going to talk to Coach Pierce, our weekly visit. Question will be, will Texas be on a 15-game win streak when we talk to Coach on Thursday? Because the Longhorns have won 14 straight. They're ranked now. Remember, they started the season unranked and now have climbed their way into the D1 baseball top 25. 14 consecutive wins. But interesting tonight, Buck. It's their first road game since March 5th. We knew they had three weeks at home to kind of right the ship. They were 4-7 and seven at the time. Now they're 18-7. and seven. Because they've won every single game, but have they found themselves? Have they found their. I want to ask Ty that question because Ty called all three games. He was on the call, on the on the call of all three tech, tech victories. Longhorns won Friday night in in uh, with Porter Brown with the big home run. Lucas Gordon had a great start, and then walk off wins on Saturday and Sunday for Texas. Uh, final at bat victories to beat Texas Tech. So we'll get coaches' thoughts about where they stand right now from his managerial perspective as they head into uh, College Station. And the awesome. guys, and the guys in College Station. They're uh, they're 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 leaking oil at this point. They're one and five to start SEC play. They've uh, they they got LSU beat them two out of three. Texas A and M to start conference play, and then Tennessee swept them this week out there in Knoxville. So uh, not going great. So, and I know that Coach Harrington is good friends with Jim Schlossnagel and David Pierce, so we'll get a a good good feel on this one. Plus, at the end of the show, last segment about uh, the legendary Longhorn T.J. Ford. 
We'll Very nice. Joe and talk about his thoughts on Rodney Terry taking the reins of this program. He played uh, on a staff that included, or for a team that included Rodney Terry as the as the top assistant coach with Rick Barnes. So we'll have all that to come. So busy morning. Load up your blitz. Today is a good day to to bring it strong. It's every day. But four four seven three seven seven six. What say you? We'll have that coming up. Also, a little salacious gossip ahead of it. First, though, it's Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did Tawana tell you that? Did Tawana tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just the gossip brought to you by the Frosty Cold Icy Bud Light Skis, which you're going to be having tonight watching Texas and Texas A&M. If you're going to the game at Olsen Field, that'd be fun. Be a pretty uh, rowdy environment for some ice cold Bud Light. Also, have some ice cream while you're at it. Wear a jacket. Wear a jacket. It's going to be windy. You can also watch that game, by the way. You can listen to it here on the horn with uh, the call, Craig Way and the crew, but you can listen, you can watch it on SEC Network. There's a little foreshadowing. The Longhorns headed to the Southeastern Conference in 20 and 24. That's pretty cool. Hey, so uh, I'm I'm not sure if Ty was in Baton Rouge, but uh, this sounds like something Ty would do. A 19-year-old student, this according to USA Today today, a 19-year-old LSU student has been arrested after he and several others were caught on surveillance video carrying several cases of beer from the football stadium LSU's Tiger Stadium these two they, they stole $1500 worth of Bud Lights wow or beer uh, all on video keep that in mind uh, according to arrest documents Bryce Talata come on Bryce was the owner of a black pickup truck not Ty Henderson uh, police identified in the video he and several other college age males fled when officers arrived at the scene. Later found old Bryce in his dorm room. What do you think he was doing? Drinking a beer. Worth it. (laughs) The beer was valued at approximately $1,500. He's been arrested on an account of simple burglary. From the football stadium, you don't know they have all kinds of cameras there. You think he's going to get away with that? Well, it doesn't sound too severe. What simple, simple, uh, stealing? Come on, be on probation at school. Yeah. No biggie. Yeah. Well, if he's like Utah, he probably goes to school at like some other college and just lives near the football stadium. That's not what that 50-yard line <laughs> is made in, for, young man. He goes to McNeese State. Yeah. Uh, he stole all that beer. But, uh, you know, he'll probably get some probation. Sure. Is that us? Is that us? Yeah, somebody's calling us. You got you to call the, the Kara's hotline to get on the Blitz. Yeah, call the, the Blitz. 4473776. I'm thinking, yeah, you just... There's other things that could be done at a 50-yard line. Hey, now. Well, you planted your flag. Hell, yeah. And ended up with a venereal disease. <laughs> ended up with some kind of deal. Hey, now. Some shots. Safe to say whoever you were with at the 50-yard line that day, didn't you weren't the only one. I wasn't the first. <laughs> the second or the third. Wasn't like the moon landing. No, it was not. A lot of no. guys planting the flag. <laughs> no, dude. Was hey, not like the moon. a 911 call for an unresponsive man in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. Aliquippa, home of Tony Dorsett. 23-year-old young man was, you know, this is a young guy, 30 miles northwest of Pittsburgh in the town of Aliquippa, found him unresponsive, and he had been, he's deceased. Not clear how he died, but this may be a hint. Authorities found more than 150 reptiles, including 60 venomous snakes and an alligator in his home. He got bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, also, officers found a three-year-old girl in a high chair near a venomous snake in the home. Officers of the Children's and Youth and Families were called to the scene. Can't help stupid. 
So think about this scene if you're a, a police officer. You walk in, there are 60 venomous snakes, 150 reptiles, and an alligator, and a, a three-year-old baby. In a high chair. <laughs> what? Really? And a dead guy. I don't know, man. That's not good. No. I mean, if he had six venomous snakes, that would be a high number, correct? He had 60. And the that alli- guy, there shouldn't be a child with that dude, period. And the alligator just takes it to a whole different level. I am out on that deal. Uh, 100%. Hey, t- uh, coming up today, Isaiah Collier on the Midday Show is going to be particularly in a bad mood and grumpy because apparently last night was the season finale of this uh, edition of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or whichever they're doing right now. And apparently they had all kinds of, uh, uh, what do you call them? They Sh- had Shenanigans? No, 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 no. Technical difficulties. They couldn't no. hear the sound. Oh, yeah. When it got to the most dramatic moments, it was going out. I don't know, man. Was it's De- not live, though. Like how? I don't was, know. Was Dez on there? Dez. We were still trying to get Dez Bryant on there. Sure, I want Dez Bryant on there. Here's some gossip. CNN is trying to hire Oprah's lady, Gail King. CNN's trying to get Gail King to leave CBS. That's breaking news. Only if Oprah tells her she can. Well, Oprah got her the job with CBS, right? Well, they were just like buddies. Oprah got everybody jobs. That's what she does. That's right. Friendly. Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz. God. Give me a break. Stedman. Stedman Stedfa- doesn't need a job. Steadfast. Stedman doesn't have to have a job. That's true. Oprah's the billionaire. You know That's what right. I mean? Breadwinner. Let's get to your blitz. It's loaded. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, first Blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes, sir. Two things. Let's give it up to Coach Hot Rod Terry, the Rod Father. We're going Final Four next year in the Natty. Uh, second thing, I can't wait till tomorrow so I can drink some Aggie Tears. Hook them, baby. Hook them. Next Blitzer, you're up. What's up, you dumbass Aggies? Hey, Bucky, you got that sugar? I ain't talking about Aaron's donkey. I'm talking about spreading sugar like a water fountain tonight. There you go. Next Spread that sugar. <laughs> next Blitzer, talk to us. Hey, in defense of that LSU student, $1,500 only gets you about 12 damn beers at a stadium. Cheers, boys. Wow. It's true. They do mark that up. Next blitzer, you're up. In defense of the coon, he's just trying to keep it fresh for football season. It's going to be stale by then. Stale. Next blitzer, you're up. Bucky, dude. There's only one snake in my home. This is Tim Duncan. (laughs) (laughs) Next blitzer, talk to us. You know, I scared Rita Blue and I didn't kill her. This is Tim Duncan. Wow. Speaking of snakes, next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Buffy, I don't know why the Ravens are so worried about Lamar Jackson because they already have another Pro Bowl QB as a backup. Yeah, that's true because of the uh, the opt-outs. Tyler Huntley. That's right. He became that's was right. A Pro Bowler. Tells you about the the flag football game. Known Made as his Pro bonus Bowl. out of that. Next Blitzer, you're up. Hey, Gaggies, we know y'all purposely lost in the NCAA tournament so you couldn't have to face the Longhorns. Well, now we get to kick your butt in baseball. Oh! There you go. That's some venom. Shut it down! I like that. Let's go home! By the way, you see the guy in the spring training game, the umpire that went full mall cop on JT Realmulto, the oh, uh, yeah. catcher for the Phillies? What a joke, man. 
guy needs give give some authority to a guy. He threw uh, JT Riomoto put his glove up like to I need a new ball, and then he moved his glove and the uh, umpire threw it on the ground. So he threw him out of the game. Come on now. Riomoto said he thought he was that he he was signaling for a new ball, and throughout the game the umpire had been throwing the ball himself to the pitcher. Which okay, that's fine. I just need a new ball for my guy. And he threw him out of the game. Out. I'm ready for opening day. Opening day Thursday, baby. Round Rock Dell Diamond this weekend too. Get out there. We got baseball in uh, College Station tonight. We'll preview that game coming up with our man Ty Harrington. Also, lifetime Longhorn legend T.J. Ford will join this show before we're done. It's B and E on a busy Tuesday.